Warning. Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews contains adult content and language. Welcome, folks. Welcome, kitties, to another fun-filled episode of Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. I'm Brandon. And I'm Travis. And this is Season 3, Episode 3. Um, we hope that y'all enjoyed the little mystery episode last week. Of, yeah, people seem to be getting on board with that one. I'm telling you, that is a bad motherfucker right there. Uh, Montrose. Montrose was last week, in case uh, you haven't heard. But uh, go Don't back and check with Ronnie. out. Yeah, Ronnie, man, that dude was fire. Um, yeah, there's th- other things we could have touched on on that episode, but yeah. there's controversy around shit, and I ain't going to dig that up because it's a great album, and I didn't want to tarnish any of that. Yeah. But definitely go out and get that one, kids. For sure. Okay, so I'm just going to lay it on them this week, man. Do it. This week, we are bringing you what I like to call the working man's ACDC album, Fly on the Wall. Yes. Um, I know folks are haters on this. Hopefully these reviews will change your mind on that because I'm just going to say I I love it. It's fantastic. I mean, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Flick of the Switch, Fly on the Wall, Who Made Who. It's the best Brian Johnson era of ACDC. Well, you know what makes this album so special to me? Mm Mm-hmm. And I know you're going to probably agree. Yeah. This is the first album with Simon Wright on drums. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because he came in and he played on the Flick of the Switch tour, but Phil played on the tracks. Yes. Yeah. And I'm a big proponent of the Simon Wright era ACDC. Yeah, me too. And uh, this is their 10th studio album. If you count the Australia, mm-hmm. T- what was it? TNT, TNT release. Yeah. But it's the ninth internationally. And... I mean, I don't know why it caught so much flack because, I, to me, this album still holds up. Um, you it, know, it's it's weird. There's these this period of ACDC is kind of like lost. You know what I mean? Like they don't play these songs live. People don't talk about "Fly on the Wall" or "Flick of the Switch." They don't talk about them. Nah, and, and it's their it's the to me the best Brian Johnson era. And I, I, I mean, uh, we'll get into it in a little bit, I yeah. think. But, uh, you know, this album came out June 25th, 1985, if any of you were around then. Do you remember when this came out, like at the record stores? These posters were all over the place, and it was so fucking cool. The fucking posters. Um, I mean, I, I get into it when I do my album cover mm-hmm. thing of another thing that yeah. I remember that oh, was yeah. big. Um, but we... I, I mean, I own the OG issue of this, yep. and you have the reissue? I do. Okay, so we're, we're not going to do a head-to-head on this, I don't think. We'll touch on some parts. But we'll we'll throw you in some here's and there's on, you know, because I honestly, I have never heard the reissue, um, but I mean, I'm telling you, when I drop the needle on that OG... Woo wee! Yeah, it it sounds pretty great. Because uh, yeah, I I mean I I got yeah I did I picked this one up on a CD. One day at BJ's they had it 
it's the wholesale place, so mm-hmm. get your mind out of the gutters, guys. <laughs> Brandon's getting BJ's. <laughs> but, uh, hey, if you go score this album, y- y- <laughs> put it on for your lady. She might hook you up, fellas. Mm-hmm. But um, don't take it from us. We don't do no research, so we have no clue what the hell that might entail. But, uh, yeah, I picked it up there. I think they had it for, like, five bucks on the Digipack uh, CDs. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, shit, I'm going to buy it for five bucks. And I brought it home and listened to it. And I was like, man, that's pretty fucking solid. And then I had to go out and get the vinyl copy, folks. Because, you know, this is Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews, not Beards, Brews, and um digital whatever fucking format reviews we were not even ever going to go there so that's right and shout out to cousin dave he picked up my copy of uh fly on the wall for me sent it to me i think he got that the same day when he found me the montrose correct yep hey we love cousin dave he's a big fan of the show hopefully someday we'll get our shit together and he can actually be a guest (laughs) folks and you guys could meet the world famous cousin dave uh, where is he chilling out of? Akron, Ohio, I believe. He's up in the Northeast. Hope good, you're joining. Hope you're joining us with a nice cold one, cousin Dave. Don't don't get none of that foo foo. Stay away from those claws. <laughs> uh, Travis still catches shit over those white claws, folks. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm. I know you always yell at me mm-hmm. because if I brought the beer, I always want to go into the beer. That's right. And you, as you can kind of hear in my voice, I'm kind of putting it off a little bit. Yep. Okay, so this week we did something special, folks. Um, my yeah. wife, Trav's sister, mm-hmm. actually went into the local grocery retailer, mm-hmm. and she picked the beer for the week. So neither one of us know what it is. Yeah, um, trying something a little different this week. We're, we're going different. Um, she ran in and grabbed the beer and a few other odds and ends, and me and executive producer Hunter ran the uh, ram through the uh, car wash. So I have no idea what we're in for. Travis has no clue. Nope. So this ought to be fucking interesting because I told her, I said, I just want, um, I I explained it to her this. I said, to me, this album is like the working man's ACDC album. So I said, get me a working man's beer. So I have no idea what it's going to be. Um, hopefully it's something special. Um, not too shitty. It's going to be like old Milwaukee. I don't know if we can find old Millwell. Yeah. Or maybe Milwaukee's best. Oh, God. I hope she didn't get the beast. If if she loves me at all, I would hope she didn't get the beast. Right. But if she did, you're taking the first five sips, and I'm just going to sit here and laugh. Damn. Okay. Well, take it over, Trav. I'm going to go into the old uh, Beard, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews mini fridge. All right. Um, yeah, for those folks that you know are ACDC fans... Usually people are divided into two camps. You got Bon Scott fans and Brian Johnson fans, right? But for you Brian Johnson fans <laughs> Oh shit, yeah. We gotta know why you don't like these albums as well. <laughs> yeah. Classic. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh why you don't like these albums as well as the other ones. I don't know, but but uh my wife Trav's sister, she did pretty good on the beers, I'm just gonna tell you. Yeah. Once we get into these, I'll tell you a fun little story about uh, Brandon drinking some of these one day. <laughs> it's going to bring back uh, good times and some bad times, I can tell you that. But, oh, yeah, that that's definitely, I, I'd call this definitely a working man's beer. Yeah, that's a classic. Everybody spent some time with these. I would say working man's beer, poor college student's beer. Anybody who's ever played in a band beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, should we lay it on them? Yeah. Go ahead. Hit them with it. 
So she got us tall boys at PBR, Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yes, folks, we got the PBR. Milwaukee, world famous for great beer. No wonder some beers have borrowed Milwaukee's famous name. But the name Milwaukee beer drinkers prefer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It's their overwhelming number one favorite. Why? Quality. We challenge you to taste and compare Blue Ribbon with any other premium beer. Discover what Milwaukee already knows. Blue Ribbon quality means the best tasting beer money can buy. Pabst, since 1844, the quality has always come through. We got some retro looking shit on the back of the can. Yeah, these are a little different with the little uh, blue guy right there. Yeah, I don't know who the blue guy is, but I whew, like it. I, I I felt green after a lot of these one time. Established in Milwaukee in 1844. It's Milwaukee. <laughs> this is sophisticated beer. If it was in Milwaukee, um, yeah, fuck. I didn't know they had them in uh, 16 OZs. Nice. All I right. think they also have them in the Super Tall Boys, 24 ounces. All right. Yes, Trav's over here beating on the microphone, folks. All right, cheers. All right, going in. Just how I remember it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. If you're going to drink uh, shitty beer, this is this is a go-to for everybody, I think. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it it's in comparison to Ham's. Yeah. But, but I think Ham's has a, a little more bite to it. It does. And I think Ham's is a little more full-flavored. This is what everybody has done at a show at some point. You go to the bar and say, let me get a beer, eight bucks. How much is that PBR? Three. Give me a PBR. Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, uh, my wife, your sister, and me were down, uh, I think it was when we seen John Fogarty down at the Red Hat. Yeah. Um, it's a little outdoor venue we have down here in Raleigh. Um, if you're ever in Raleigh, go check out a show there. It's a great place. Uh, don't splurge for the big money seats. Just get the little lawn ticket because it's... It's an intimate, yeah. It's a real intimate place. Yeah. So you'll you you'll love it. I mean, great place. But um, I went up to get us drinks, and let's see, there was twenty dollar Corona Tall Boys. There was Bud Light, Budweiser, mm-hmm. and I was like scrolling, and I go, "Give me one of those PBRs." <laughs> I said, "I'm going to go slumming tonight, folks," yeah. because they did not have the Heineken down there. So we just said, "Fuck it," we went with the PBR. Yeah. yeah, not a bad beer. No, I it's mean, not bad. Now, if you want to delve into our story there, um, I would not want to. I do not recommend drinking almost two cases of this shit. A, a while back, uh, what? Back when I was young and very dumb. Uh, we'll say it was a while back. We were at the. Uh, it was. We were at our pool one day. It was probably oh, nine. Oh wait, yeah. no. Oh wait, no. It was, was twenty. It, it was twenty ten because. It was when LeBum James That's right. pulled the dick move That's when and he left went to, Cleveland. Went to Miami. Yeah. Uh, we were at our pool, swimming, having a good time. Uh, we got quite a bit of PBRs. Oh. Uh, and you know how it is drinking in the sun. Then we, we went back to my house. Oh, no. And it was like 98 it fucking degrees out there. It was like day. late July, I'm thinking, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it was right before we moved down here, actually. Yeah. And, uh, we didn't eat. We were just having the fun at the pool, dicking around, drinking PBRs. When we got back to my house, Brandon's like, you guys going? I'm just going to hang out right here. And he just took a little nap in the driveway. So I laid in Travis's <laughs> driveway, throwing up like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife, his sister, thought I was dying. And she's like, get in the house, get in the house. And I'm like, no, just leave me lay here because I was not going to go in and puke all over his house. <laughs> and... 
So Trav comes out. He brings me a big old glass of water and uh, set up a little uh, fan for me <laughs> while I'm laying in his fucking driveway. And I would. You, you got to help a brother out, right? Well, you know, they check on me every now and then. And it's kind of funny because one thing I do remember is your neighbors across the street, they were getting new carpet or something. So the guys that were carpet installers over there kept like staring at me while I'm laying in the fucking driveway. And I don't know, I'd laid there for what, three and a half fucking hours? It was quite a while. Oh, and then it was funny because then I went up, took a shower and boom, I was ready for round two. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my good time story with PBR. So, yeah, just don't go, like, trying to chug, like, a case or uh, what we have that day, about a case and a half between yeah, us. It, it was a lot. I mean, I remember playing in bands and you go to a venue and it'd be like, you, you know, you get, you know, beers for half price or PBRs for free, <laughs> you know. I mean, fuck it. It ain't bad, folks. It ain't bad. Mm-mm. Run out and get you some. Um, I can tell you, we opened these up and we both just been hitting them like nothing. Yeah, because my yeah. Heineken's sitting there. Right? Yeah. I haven't even touched it. All right. Well, there's my shameful PBR story. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we live a boring life, folks. <laughs> um, let's get into the album cover and artwork on this one. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, for me, it's a, it's a five. It's a straight five. There's no doubt about that. Um, I just tested him, folks. I want to see if he was going to be a fucking dick this week, <laughs> like he was on the last episode. I mean, no that that Montrose cover is ridiculous. Uh, this is probably my favorite ACDC cover. Um, it's it's awesome, but it's totally different, right? Like it's cartoonish, and none of their covers are like that, right? They their covers kind of all over the place, but this is pretty unique for them. Um, and I just absolutely fucking love it. Honestly, I think it's the only cover besides the original TNT one that didn't have a picture. Well, I take that back because most of them was either the band or, well, or Angus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this was the only one that didn't yeah, it's, have them um, on the front, I think. It was really, uh, I still think it's it's their best cover. I think it's pretty great. And then to go along with that, they did a great bit of marketing when the singles, you know, I've talked about this in the past, uh, the videos on MTV and the singles were all tied together with one story. They had that fly connecting everything in the, yeah, in the videos. And, and I think they shot all the videos within a day or two yeah, of each all other. The same thing. And those yeah. came out on like a, I'm, I'm putting you back in the time machine kids. They put out a special VHS yep. of fly on the wall. that had a bunch of the videos on it. Yep. But um, yeah, I'm with you. I gave it a five. Um, I love the wood grain and the fucking eye that they use for the Y and fly. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's great. Um, the cartoon fly, he was cool. And honestly, I, I told you I'd touch on this. You were talking about the posters. Yep. I remember the tour shirt for this album. And it, ever since I seen that, I, I think I was in fourth or fifth grade when I seen it. And it's always been one of my favorite like T-shirts and everything. Because on the back of the shirt, they still used the the fl and the eyeball uh, yeah and yeah. shit it was cool and honestly this is one too that you could see it from a mile away and know what the yeah, fuck you know it exactly is. what it is but yeah that's a that's a good one on their part on this one and i know people hate it but man it's good like we'll get to this later but i wonder part of the reason that people don't like this era as well as some of the other stuff is that their sounds a bit different like on this and flick of the switch the guitars are more overdriven like it's it's not classic acdc bluesy tone it's a little bit little harder well you got to think too 
when this came out in 85, it was in pretty much full swing of the glam hairband, yeah. you know, distortion, everything. And ACDC, to me, they just went in, did what they did, but they did change the sound a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I love his album. Uh, yeah, I do too. Um, this is a hard one. Like, uh, what'd you do for strong tracks? A strong tracks. I gave it a five. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got fly on the wall, shake your foundations, first blood, sink the pink. Plus there's four more on this album. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a great gritty record. Um, and that, I think that goes back to what you just said with the, you know, they were overdriving the Marshalls yep. on this one. And I like to call it, like I said in the opener, I like to call it the Working Man's ACDC album. Well, it's great. And we'll get to this in, in production overall sound, but, you know, talking about the, the way the guitars sound, uh, the drums were a little bit louder in the mix than they had been for a while, probably since Highway to Hell. And I think fucking love that sound right the drums were up but there's one drawback that i'm going to get into later it's a, kick, what, it's a kick drum i'm guessing no of what i thought they could have did a little better on it um but i agree with you i gave the strong tracks a five uh and it's hard to beat the, the singles from this record right you know shake your foundation sink the well, pain, fly on the wall. well well there's there's the, one for <laughs> for deep cuts that's pretty great or <laughs> I, I put two for deep cuts but we'll get to that but well. um We'll get into it. Th those songs are all, all great, and they do, Yeah, you know what I mean? I'll tell you what I did like on this album. I like the way they ordered the songs up. I think the songs flow pretty good on this one. Yeah. Except for, you know, there's <laughs> that one that, oh, God. I actually have two tracks to avoid, i got to be honest. Oh, he went two. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I, <laughs> so what, what what what's your favorite overall track, though? I I was going to get into that on the favorite track. Yeah, what do you got? Well, for the favorite tracks, mm -hmm. I gave them a five. Yeah. You know, Shake Your Foundations and Sink the Pink are obvious because those were the two that made it onto the Who Made Who soundtrack for yeah. what great movie, Trav? Oh, Maximum Overdrive, the it, only movie that Stephen King ever directed. That's right. And he also said... Uh, my sister, your wife, and I saw that in the movie theater when it came out in 1986. Wow. And these days, she could probably go to jail for that. But <laughs> hey, all yeah, I all I, I know I was eleven is when Stephen King's at the fucking ATM. Mm -hmm. Classic shit, right there. That's right, honey. This machine just <laughs> called me an asshole. <laughs> I love it, and uh, you know, but fly on the wall. That was my number one on this one. Yeah, uh, the opening guitar riff says it all for that song and uh, I yeah. think it sets the tone for the album yeah I went back and forth uh, for favorite tracks. I gave um, five, and I ended up on Shake Your Foundations, but I had Fly on the Wall on there for a while uh, because of that opening riff. It's so fucking good. But I like the chorus in Shake Your Foundations a lot. Um, that, I mean, that's a great song, man. Yeah. 
and I know that's not going out on a limb. It was a fucking single, but it's a great song. Yeah, and but you know what's funny is honestly, I never heard uh, "Shake Your Foundations" or "Sink the Pink" until they were on the Who Made Who album. I, I remember the "Sink the." I remember both those videos watching them uh, on MTV. But I remember seeing "Sink the Pink" way more than "Fly on the Wall" uh, or "Shake Your Foundations." But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. That that opening guitar riff on "Fly on the Wall" is fucking killer. Yeah. Oh well, shit. This is a. This is always. I'll start this one. All right. <laughs> He's, I'm gonna have a PBR, folks. So track to avoid. I gave it a three, and I actually picked two. And I went back and forth. One of them stood out immediately, and then the other one I added. Hold on. Was one of them a single? It wasn't. Oh my god. We're gonna differ. And I added the second one at the end. Yes. When I when I do it my notes for the show i'll listen to the vinyl first right uh and then i'll jot a few things down and then i'll go through and listen on uh like spotify or youtube track by track because it's easier to skip and listen to things when i'm not listening to like the vinyl sound quality makes it easier so when i was doing that the first track was danger i just think that's a bad song that was a single (laughs) was it really yes i didn't realize that was a single yeah i'll get into that in a minute (laughs) and uh and then the one I added later was stand up. Mm, I mean, I just went with the one on this one because stand up's a way better song than danger. It is right, but when I was listening to it through the second time, I was like, "Man, this is just not as good as the rest of the record." No, I, I mean, I ain't gonna fight you on that. I agree. Yeah. I mean, obviously, my track the void. I I gave it a two, and I felt bad. I wanted to give it a three, but I couldn't. I mean, I went back through and listened to it a couple times yesterday when I was getting my notes ready, and I just can't. Yeah. Um, to me, Danger, that was a shitty single that shouldn't even be on the record. Yeah, I didn't even realize that was and a single. I totally if you see my that. notes right now, that's all I wrote. <laughs> I mean, it just... It sounds out of place on the record. It's out of place. It It's, it's fucking whiny. It, like, listening to the lyrics yeah, yeah. on it, it's fucking whiny. It's fucking boring. So you know what? One thing I've I've figured out, you and I, I mean, I'm going to say more than half the time we agree on track to avoid. Not always my favorite track, but a lot of times we agree on track to avoid. One thing that neither of us like is when a song is out of place on a record and it sort of takes you out of the groove. Yeah. You know? And honestly, it it wouldn't have been a bad song if they would have made it the last track on side one. Yeah. Because you could have took a piss before you had to go flip the vinyl. Yeah. But no, they meant, what was it, number four? Yeah, I think number four inside one. Okay, so it kills it. And then you've it. got, what, Sink the Pink after that? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, man. It's like, it's like, oh, fuck that song. Yeah. But anyway, I ain't going to waste more time on that. That's just, bleh. No, this is always uh, probably my favorite one. Now, deep uh, cuts on this one, I think I got two good deep cuts on this one. I think I did, too. And I'm going to say you and I picked the same two. Well, I'll let you go first. I, Hold on. I gave him a five, if that tells you anything. I gave him a four, and I waffled a little bit on this one. I know that at least this first song you and I agree on as a deep cut. It's First Blood. First Blood was my number two for my deep cut, yeah. And Hell or High Water. No, I did not. <clears throat> we varied. Um, I, I think First Blood should have been a single instead of Danger. E- 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 right? So far, the two you've named would have been a better single than yeah. Danger. Um, 
and Hell or High Water is just a good song. Like it doesn't stand out like some of the other ones. It's just a good song. But instead of Hell or High Water, I mean, like I said, I gave I gave both of mine that I picked for my deep cuts a five. Yeah. I took First Blood. That was my number two. Yeah. But I went back in business. It's a good song. Um, you know, to me, those two songs, Back in Business and First Blood, they're typical in your face ACDC rawness. But Back in Business has a great guitar groove to it. I mean, the whole groove of the song, actually, it, it reminds me of Rainbow Man on the Silver Mountain. Yeah. And I, I always was a big fan of that Rainbow song. So I think that's why I chose that one definitely for my number one deep cut. I can see that. It's a good song. I'm not going to argue with that. And, you know, plus it's kind of ballsy. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, like, hey, motherfuckers, we're here. You know, kind of like this show. Hey, <laughs> this is season three, fuckers. We're back in business, bitches. <laughs> if, but I, I, I do want to blast the fans for a minute. Y'all letting me down with the fucking NWA and the Easy e episode. Yeah, give it a chance. I mean, we, 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 I mean, we don't do everything cookie cutter we don't always pick the popular fucking album to do yeah so you and i talked about this earlier today we were going to mention it when we started doing this podcast one of the things is that we would try to do records by big bands right but typically the records that are a little left to center not their biggest records that was kind of what we would focus on doesn't mean we won't do big records we've done big records before but our thing is to do some a little bit left to center stuff and so we picked nwa's at least for what we focus on, the whole band in that record, in the EZE record, are left to center from what we do. But give it a chance. Listen to it. Like, the Montrose episode is going to pass the NWA episode tomorrow uh, on listens, and it's only been out for three days. NWA's <laughs> been out for two weeks. Yeah. That t- that's never happened in, in our I mean, uh, show. For Christ's sake, Smoking Computer gave you all an extra week when he <laughs> took a shit. I mean, come on, man. And that's the thing. I mean... You know, we, we we welcome your guys' feedback, and it helps us kind of guide us, okay, well, this is what way you guys want to go, and when we don't hear anything, yeah, we're going to take fucking shots, and we're going to throw fucking some shit out there. Hell, y'all don't tell us nothing else. You might get Herb Albert and the TN1 <laughs> fucking brass one week. I don't know. Uh, so when we, we pick records to do for episodes, we look at stuff that we like, right? And we look at our collections or things that we're thinking about getting and things that make sense. And then we'll also look at the analytics to see what, what episodes people like. Like, what are they listening to? We, we, you know, we lay those things on top of each other. But without any other feedback besides that, we're just like, ah, fuck it, let's do this. And that's why I say, folks, when we tell you, fuck it, it's our show, we're going to do what we want, we do. So if you don't like, like, the NWA episode, y'all need to hit us up so we can say, okay, we won't do that again. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're going to do stuff that we like, but we also want to do stuff that you like to listen to, uh, and without, you know, direct input analytics are the only thing we have to go on. Yeah. Because I mean, fuck, if it was up to me, we would already done Bob Skaggs greatest hits (laughs) because I mean, that, that was one that I picked up for free at the fucking record shop that day. And honestly putting it on, it's like, I remember every song on that fucking thing. Jesus Christ. It would be Boz Skaggs. And then I would do some fucking brutal doom record that nobody wants to hear. Yeah. So come on guys, hit us up at beers, brews, vinyl reviews at yahoo.com or on the Facebook page. Maybe if you guys blast Travis hard enough on the Facebook page, maybe he'll set up the Twitter account or yeah. the Instagram. Yeah, we'll see. 
Let's see how this PBR goes. I might do it tonight. Uh-oh. He's talking about it, folks. So hit him up. Um, All right. So we we touched on a lot of the production uh, earlier uh, and a bit of the overall sound. But I'll start on this one. I would have given it a five. I th- I love the way this record sounds. Uh-oh. Your copy's great, by the way. I, I right? Th- I think we're going to agree, folks. Um, <laughs> Brandon got a um, his his copy's an OG. It's a promo copy, and it's pristine. Uh, it sa- it sounds great. The, for production, the only thing that I don't like, and I love loud drums. I mentioned it earlier, is that the kick drum's a little bit over the top. It's a little bit like that, right? Too yeah. much. Um, that's my only complaint. Uh, but it sounds great. I love this era of ACDC, like I said, when the guitars are more overdriven. And wasn't this one one of the last one that was like on the Albert Atlantic yeah. deals? Yeah. Because um, Angus and Malcolm produced this. Mm-hmm. And this was, was this the last one that they did? Yeah, because the only on two own? that they did were Flick of the Switch and this one, which okay. is interesting because those are the two where the guitars are the most overdriven. Okay. So, I mean, I went ahead and I gave it a full run mm-hmm. production. And, you know, I think Angus and Malcolm, I think they captured the rawness that they were looking for on this album. Yeah. Um, It's one of my favorite ACDC Brian Johnson albums. Yep. I just wish that the vocals were a little hotter in the mix. Uh, Yeah, I can go with that. To me, the vocals are pulled back just a little too much. And like you're saying, the kick drum was hot. If they would have the vocals up just a little higher like they did in Who Made Who album. Yeah. um, That... I think uh, I agree, and you're totally right. The, the thing that's weird is like flick of the switch. The vocals were up more, and there was more space. Who made who? The vocals were up more, and there was more space. And those bookend this record, so it's weird that they did it slightly different yeah. in the same era. And I think that's what gives this record just a little bit darker tone yeah. than those other two. Um, but other than that, I mean, yeah, I really wanted to give it a five, but. I had to go four on that one. Yeah, and and you know what we're saying here—it's not a drawback. It still sounds great, right? It's oh just, yeah, yeah. You know, we're just nitpicking a bit, uh, and ooh. so that takes us right to the overall listening experience, which we we've touched on a bunch. Yeah. What do you got? I gave it a five. Yeah, me too. I think it's a great ACDC underrated album. Yeah. Uh, go buy it. The vinyl sounds way better than the CD, the MP3s, anything you're ever going to listen to it on. So get the vinyl on this one. Yeah. Um, and we touched on this earlier. Excuse me. Um, you know, Brandon's got an OG copy. I've got the reissue. OG copy sounds better, right? But like uh, we've talked about in earlier episodes, the ACDC reissues are done really well. Mm-hmm. And it sounds really good. Uh, if I'm at the record store and they have both an OG and the reissue... I'm getting the OG. Um, it sounds better. If your option is the reissue, you're going to be perfectly happy with it. Yeah. And you're not going to think that it sounds bad. The only, if you were side by side like we do, you're going to hear the difference between the OG. There's more space like there always is, but the reissue is great. But you know what's funny is after we did the uh, season two Powerage finale, mm-hmm. I went out and I bought a Powerage reissue yeah. because all of the OG copies I found were beat to hell and they wanted a million fucking dollars for them. Yeah. And honestly, when I dropped it, as long as I'm not trying to compare it to your original, I I, I, I get the same satisfaction yep. out of it. Absolutely. But if you're going to nitpick and go side by side, yeah, the OG is going to sound better. And I did the same thing yesterday. I was listening to your copy at home and I listened to mine. 
And if I'm just like you said, if I put mine on, I'm loving it. But going back to back, you hear the difference with the OG. Like it's the same thing with power. It's like there's more space in those OG copies. Yeah. It fills up the room more. But the thing is, I mean, if you're looking at it from a price standpoint, you will not get burnt on any of the ACDC reissues. You won't. I, I picked up flat or cousin Dave picked it up for me. 22 bucks. I mean, it's hard to beat that. Yeah. And I think 180 gram. I think I got my power ridge. I think it was, it was 21, yeah. 22, something like that. And like I said, I was happy with it. Yeah. It's just if you compare it to the OG, yeah. it, you know. And most people won't. Like Brandon and I are, are vinyl nerds. We're music nerds. And so we do that a lot. Like with his collection and mine, records that we don't review, we'll talk about and, and share. Like one of us has an OG. One of us has the, um, a reissue. And we'll compare and contrast all the time. Hold on. It could be next week's episode, folks, that um, mm-hmm. uh, we might bring that into play a little more. I will not tell you what artist it is. Uh, no, but I will say, because we touched on it earlier, where we typically do records that are a little bit left in the c- center of big bands. Next week's record is a big band and a big record. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, it's definitely a big record. Um, but then there still are people that don't like that fucking record. They're fucking crazy. I know they're crazy, but there are people that do not like it. I was I was listening to it last night. Because the one we're doing next week, Brandon's got an OG copy, and I have an original, and I was having some road pops at home, and I was texting him, <laughs> listening to his copy, and the texts were like, holy shit, this is so fucking good. Yes, folks, we were in a group text with Cousin Dave for the <laughs> Ohio State-Purdue game, which, uh, that was a big Buckeyes victory, by the way, folks. That's right, go Bucks. And uh, then I'd get a side text, and he's like, this album's fucking i'm i won't fill it out the rest folks you'll right. have to wait till the next episode but i'm just like yeah it's, it's I, I knew you'd appreciate uh some of it uh so, but our last question we, and we've done several acds records yeah. uh ever seen them live yeah they're definitely a five live yeah for sure same and i seen them on the stiff upper lip tour you've seen them on razor's, the razor's edge. edge yep so I think that about sums up this ACDC. Absolutely. And don't forget, folks, run out and get you a fucking working man's beer. Get you a little Pabst Blue Ribbon. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I wish those bastards in Milwaukee would start <laughs> sending us some free shit. But like we always say on it, you know what we forgot to fucking do? What? We forgot to think shithead smoking computer. <sighs> I think we were so excited about ACDC and the Pabst Blue Ribbon, which we didn't know what the Pabst Blue Ribbon was. Yeah. But, uh, hey, smoking motherfucker, how you doing? You worthless motherfucker. You ever let us down again, we will shit can your ass. Yeah, fuck that dude. I don't know what his fucking deal is, dude. Ever since he fucking went to Mexico and came back, he ain't ever been the same. Yeah. Um, Well... You know, hey, just stay swaggy, friends, and don't forget to hit us up at the Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews on the Yahoo page, or we got the Facebook page. Give Travis some shit. We could get an Instagram page and maybe a Twitter up there. We don't know. That's right. And, you know, as always, folks, we never do any research around here, really. Um, Our job's just to put it in your ear, and (laughs) you go out and be your own judge and do your own fucking research. That's right. But without further ado, I'm Brandon. And I'm Travis. And we are Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. And if you don't like ACDC Fly on the Wall, 
Fuck you. you.